Good evening, everyone. This is very different. <laughs> I'm used to like, you know, worship and all of that. So we're talking uh, with Jason earlier on uh, before coming and um, he's like, yeah, you're gonna knock it out of the park. I'm like, Jason, this is different. <laughs> this is like talking, singing is different. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the series is called God's Purpose and Me. Um, you know, like when we were in worship now, I was like, yo, it's so crazy how the worship and my message is actually so like in line. <laughs> so um, if I were to uh, name it something else, I would say it's a timeline thing. Let me hear you say it with me. It's a timeline thing. So I'm just going to tell my story. Um, have you ever asked yourself, what's the meaning of life? Why did that have to happen to me, Lord? Me, of all people, surely I'm the special one. Surely I'm the one for all things should flow. All things should add up. All things should make sense. Surely all things should be easy. However, life deals us a hand that is least expected. A hand that is needed, one that humbles, one that is meant to facilitate um, taking you down the right path. I, for one, never expected to be taken away from my great-grandmother, my parents to divorce, to turn away from her own first attempt at baptism. <laughs> I have said before that life sometimes gives you the hand that you never or least expected it to. Let's start off with a story with my great-grandmother. Those who know me well know that I adored my great-grand with all of my heart. She passed away in May 2021 at the tender age of 99. I say the tender age of 99 because I truly believe that if she had lived another 99 years, she would have touched so many people's lives. It was her love for people, her kind heart, her generosity, her humility, and most of all, her reverent love and adoration for Jesus. I will never forget a time when uh, she gave shelter to a woman we barely knew for two whole weeks, guys. My sister and I were beside ourselves. <laughs> she used to sleep on the couch, hugging my favorite three-seater couch, my favorite spot in the living room. She would eat like there's no tomorrow and she would wear my great-grand's clothing. One day, my great-grand sent me to fetch her jersey from her bedroom. It was really one that I loved seeing on her. The next thing, it was handed over to her, to the lady who was sleeping on the couch on my favorite spot, <laughs> my favorite three-seater couch, the one who ate like there's no tomorrow, <laughs> the one who was wearing my great-grand's clothing. It was my great-grand's last beautiful sweater in her closet, but she decided to give it away. I couldn't understand it then, but now in hindsight, I understand a bit more. Now, I'm sure you can see why I would wrestle to be taken away from her, from such a beautiful experience. Lo and behold, that night came when my mom came to fetch me from my great-grand's house. This time, not so that I can return to my great-grand, to what I called home, but so that we could build another life, a life unfamiliar to me, I would say, 
one that looked different but perceived normal, a life that resembled us being a family, my mother, my father, and I, and later to add on to the family, my beautiful sister who entered our lives two years later. It was picture perfect. I remember a time when my father returned from a work trip he took to Kenya. We were all in the living room going through items in the large navy and red-lined Cellini suitcase. Items that he had brought back home, brought back home to us, to his family, to my mom, my sister and I. I remember having a warm feeling that evening. One that if, I was, if it was available to me to pause just that moment, just that specific moment, when everything was perfect. A moment filled with love, joy, and laughter. It seems that just seconds later, the bubble burst. Now, all of a sudden, the unexpected happened. To the shock of everyone in the family, my parents were getting a divorce. It was a late summer's night when all you could hear was the sound of clothes hurled into suitcases followed by the phrase, Asambein, genane motuen, translated, let's go, get into the car. I remember holding my three-year-old's little hand, three-year-old sister's little hand. The look on her face was confusion. But you know what? Life had to move on. Fast forward to the varsity days, when my relationship with God started to deepen. I developed a hunger to know God more. You'd find me glued on my screen watching sermons from different preachers on YouTube after pulling hectic hours of studying and assignments. This was my refueling station. I found it difficult to survive without attending church at campus. The fire in the zeal was burning. Then came a time when I was going to get baptized. <laughs> Man, I remember feeling a lot of mixed emotions. I wanted to get baptized so badly, yet I was feeling so uneasy. What I was feeling really did not make sense to me. It just did not correlate. So there I was in my baptism attire, sitting on a chair opposite the person uh, taking me through what baptism was and what it resembled, the significance of it. I mean, I was listening, but not attentively. My mind was everywhere. Then he asked me the faithful and dreaded question, are you ready or are you sure you want to get baptized? I looked at him and I immediately, without hesitation, answered no. <laughs> I then changed back into my jeans and t-shirt. And, <laughs> and as I was returning uh, back to my seat in the church, so many questions filled my mind. But the most prominent one was, why didn't I go through with it? But God knew the answer. And he knew there was an appointed time that came. And this was on the 25th of January, 2015. I got baptized. So it turns out that at the first attempt, I was getting baptized for the wrong reasons. The Holy Spirit revealed that I was doing it um, out of fear. It was because I hadn't been perfected in his love. It wasn't the appointed time. So what is my point, you might be asking? How do we get to the point of being and remaining in his purposes for our lives? I have summarized this in seven points. Number one, be in partnership with God. There were many times in my life that 
I could have chosen not to be in partnership with God. By no means am I saying I get it right all the time. But praise be to God for the Holy Spirit that keeps us in check. I mean, look at the Abraham story. He was just told to go to a land that he will be shown. And he went. He was told, go sacrifice your son. And he did. Number two, trust in him. Proverbs 3 Verse 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Trust in his timing. I mean, look at my baptism story. I finally got baptized the right way. Number three, obey him, even when you don't understand. And um, just a scriptural reference for this point is James 1, 22 to 25, but I won't read it for the sake of time. Please just read it when you get home. And then number four, know that you know that you know that he loves and cares for you deeply. First Peter 5 verse 7 says, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. And then number five would be to keep your heart soft. And Ephesians 4 verse 18 says, their minds are full of darkness they wander off from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. Number six is to simply believe. And number seven is to be eager to let him into your boat. And the scriptural reference for this is John 6, 16 to 21, but I won't read it out tonight for the sake of time. So I'd like to show you a picture before I end off. <laughs> And who is that? You might guess. <laughs> well, that's me. And when you look at this picture, what do you see? <laughs> yeah. Well, to summarize, just in three words, I see hope, I see contentment, and I see expectation. That girl didn't know that she was going to be taken away from her great-grandmother, that her parents would get divorced, she didn't know that she would, at her first attempt of a baptism, turn away. Yet her smile was telling a different story. She knew within her that there was hope, that there was joy, and that there was purpose. Not because of her wisdom, but because of the spirits that kept testifying within her. Purpose, purpose, purpose. The woman standing in front of you today, she has purpose. The future Kalipa is calling out to the present Kalipa. Be God's partner. Trust him. Obey him. Know that you know that you know that God loves you and cares for you. Keep your heart soft, Kalipa. Believe. Be eager to let him into your boat. So in closing, I ask the following questions. Despite the challenges in your life, will you be in partnership with God? Will you trust him? Will you obey him? Will you seek out to know that he loves and cares for you? Will you keep your heart soft? Will you believe? Will you be eager to let him into your boat so that the purpose in which you are called for is fulfilled? It may not be clear now, but um, will you allow your timeline to reveal God's purpose in your life? So I've come to the conclusion that this is a timeline thing. Purpose is in your timeline. 
our purpose is being continuously revealed. And just the last scripture is Romans 8, 27 to 28. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything, everything, everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Thank you. <laughs>